again, that was where I bought like the full Evangelion VHS set. <laughs> and oh, like, whoa. yeah, Good Will used to be really awesome. Uh, I watched that uh, many years ago and really liked it. I don't really like anime very much, but uh, yeah, uh, that was like a good show. I remember, like, yeah, that's, that's like the one people usually watch besides like what, like Dragon Ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I had some time with Dragon Ball Z as a kid too. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Uh. What do we have here? There's like a lot. There's a lot of different stuff. Um, uh, the Pelosi hammer thing. <laughs> we started with that. That was uh, that's that's played out really like in a, in like an interesting kind of way. This like uh, I want to know. I want to know like what actually happened in there. Like what was, you know, he he broke in like he broke the glass with like his hammer and he got inside and then they just like started having a conversation which is like really strange (laughs) i can sort of even understand it like i can see how like pelosi would just be like trying to you know feel like he's you know uh overmatched like you know he's like an 80 year old guy and this guy is like young with the hammer and angry mm-hmm. and so maybe he's just trying his best to you know placate him or something yeah trying to like you know i don't, I don't know reason I just, with like, him. i feel like i feel like i'm not gonna get a clear answer i was fully ready to believe that mr pelosi was gay um, oh yeah, yeah. I, I was, <laughs> yeah, that line is like. I a, wasn't even. Yeah, I wasn't even trying to be like edgy or anything. I just I saw the report of like this like idea that um, what's his name, Paul? Like he won't let them take mm. the like home, like footage, like the security footage, oh. and hmm. that yeah. like apparently that the guy, little, yeah. the little hammer boy, said that um. <laughs> They were like having a gay, like it was like a gay thing gone wrong, and I was just so ready to believe that because I, I, I don't know, like. Well, you know, Paul Pelosi, he, <laughs> he is, you know, uh, uh, supposedly really into musical theater. That's uh, oh, one of his passions. Okay. So, okay. That's important supporting information. But yeah, Nancy. What Nancy? Nancy kind of feels like a beard. You know, uh, she's really like. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It's uh, she's a powerful woman. She's a uh, you know the like epitome of a girl boss that would. Uh, yeah, yeah. Could, it's, it's like uh, a Liza Minnelli situation. Like you know, Liza Minnelli's like meant to marry a gay man. Yeah, I don't know. yeah. She's a uh, yeah. They're kind of similar in that way. I think. <laughs> I think like it. I think like honestly, it probably. It's, I, I feel like it probably was a thing where that was, you know, it was like a crazy person that broke in and Pelosi was just trying his best to just uh, neutralize him or something like that. Um, yeah, people like zeroed in on, a, I mean, naturally the like conservative news media went in and like tried to play up the thing of like him opening the door for the cops and then like walking back toward the guy instead of like 
letting the cops go first. Uh, but like in truth, like you never know. Like you'd have to see that situation. Like that's it's kind of like flimsy. Like well, you, you know, they're trying to play up the conspiracy aspect, but really, I think it's just like this guy was attacked. Like this I, this crazy yeah. person went and he was trying to kill Nancy Pelosi or something. And I definitely I don't, don't think there's a conspiracy. Like. And I'm mm-hmm. I'm one to jump to conspiracy usually, so like you know, it's not me just trusting whatever the like state line is. But like, I think what shocked me so much about it is like, okay, Nancy's like Speaker of the House, and was there really no one around? Like, what was like his security? Like, does he not have security? Like, I you know, it crazy. sounds like they that's it insane. sounds like they don't. Yeah. It's a that's crazy. Like, yeah, yeah. Like the idea, like Speaker of the House, who, if I'm not mistaken, is like third in like the line of succession. Like, yeah. If their spouse isn't safe in America, like what's going on? It doesn't yeah. bode well. I think I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure they're probably gonna have to like beef it up or something. I'm surprised they didn't, you know, they didn't live in some kind of gated already... community or something. They're well, like... that's the thing is like, what, what, <laughs> it's insane to me that someone can walk up to the Pelosi's house with a hammer and then and bash someone's there, yeah. head in there. That's like, that doesn't even make sense to me, which is like where I assume like a lot of conspiracy is coming from. Like, it just doesn't, yeah, the math that's... doesn't add up. You know, that just reminded me actually of, you know, there's this opposite kind of thing that played out where this, you know, this like billionaire, uh, like entrepreneur guy, um, I don't remember his name or who it was, but he got obsessed with that idea of like security and uh, he built this huge like compound um, that was, you know, he had a big like underground bunker part of it and it was like very secure. And what ended up happening was that actually drew this guy's like paranoid ideas in and this like one random guy like started to get obsessed with his compound and ended up going in there and like infiltrating it and he killed the guy's daughter and like shot him and then and now the guy like looks back on it and he's like I he blames himself he said like for you know getting too into like protecting himself and his family and that that like ended up like ironically being the undoing of his daughter that's i don't even it just either way (laughs) either way that's kind of a tangent i guess no either way both stories no one feels safe oh i lost you actually so i said something about like the guy who like made a fortress and then some guy infiltrated it and like killed his daughter and shot him and but then i never heard your reaction to that uh, all i said was no matter what no one in america is safe <laughs> oh yeah i was like i was like no matter what you're looking at everything kind of no one feels safe or whatever yeah yeah it's true know. um you're not even safe in your little fortress or whatever i guess yeah yeah when you build a fortress, you attract like the people who want to who want to take it over. Even yeah, it's like, like how, a... it's like how every guy that like smokes weed and sits in their garage in a plastic chair, they're like, if the zombie apocalypse happens, I'm going to Costco. 
It's like, yeah, like <laughs> you and everyone else. <laughs> uh, yeah, gosh. I always think about shields for that for some reason. I think about like shields. all the all the guns that they have at shields that are just like out. Uh, it's like a sporting goods store. Uh, mm. I don't know how widespread it is, but it's like I don't think we have it in the south. Uh, yeah, they have like a big gun section, and it's like there's a, there's shields in lots of like malls, just like normal like malls, and you can just like go in there, and there's just like just big like gun section, you know. So it's a yeah. I don't know. Um, I miss when Walmart had guns. Oh yeah, that's right. So awesome. they, yeah, yeah. I remember. It's like a. I wonder. Do you know the story about how they? came out of walmart like they don't do that anymore like at most places most locations or what is that is there a story to that or are you just asking i'm asking if there is one i have no idea i just know they don't really like all the newer walmarts i'd ever been to i haven't been to a walmart in years probably but like all the new ones they build don't have gun sections or maybe i'm just not looking in the right place but like the yeah, old Walmarts, like '90s and '80s Walmarts, will have like just like an enormous gun section, very out in the open, <laughs> which is so they crazy. Bring that, they should bring that back. That's cool. Yeah. To, yeah, just have some guns behind glass, the same way they, they have were, like video games and like. <laughs> they were big guns. I well, I remember products. like I went to one in a kind of like really bobo part of Florida like a mm. walmart and I, I was shocked at like the rifles they had out like just not small guns you know yeah yeah <laughs> it was crazy uh, walmart. Uh, um yeah yeah i feel like the technical difficulties like yeah they threw us off a little bit completely like fried my brain um yeah. and also what else is on the docket it's like um we have a you brought up the white noise movie um oh, cool. i have that that's, on here that's yeah, not but... a. that's not out yet but i'm i'm kind of thrilled for it it's yeah like, it's a who's the who's the director it's noah Baumbach, like incredibly okay, yeah. like boyfriend or whatever i think it, that sort of makes sense that he would be making that movie um yeah and it's like cool. adam driver <laughs> Who does Adam Driver play in that? I read the novel years ago, but I remember it's like about. So there's the. Does he play the professor? The professor yeah, of Hitler I, studies? Oh, so, yeah. Whoa. And he puts on like, like 80s glasses for the whole thing, I think. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, that's a. Hmm, I wonder <laughs> how that'll go. I don't know. Well, I'm I, gonna, uh, yeah, I'm going to reread the book and then I want to like. I want to talk about the movie when it comes out or something. I think that would be funny. Yeah, I had I had sort of a like a bland impression of uh, the book. Um, yeah, like I got through it, but I remember like a, I don't know. There's some interesting things in there. There's one thing that I that stuck with me from it, where he talks about uh, like the main character talks about like wondering who's gonna die first between him and his wife. He's like, it's mm. always the thought of who will die first and who will have to be left alone. Um, yeah. And the bit just on him sort of like pioneering Hitler studies and how no one had dared to do it before or something like that. 
but I don't remember that much besides that. He, yeah, he talks about, he's like, yeah, no one had ever, everyone knew that there's all this interest in Hitler, but no one had started a Hitler studies department before me. And so he's like the big Hitler guy. It's genius. Mm. I'm like thinking, I'm like, they should have cast Kanye as the Hitler studies guy. Shut up. <laughs> he would have fit right in. Kanye should be the dad in the Noah Baumbach version of White Noise. White Noise. <laughs> the White Noise with uh, Kanye West. White, white the Noise with the low. I'm getting silly here. No, it's yeah. Um, <laughs> I was like thinking of that. I'm like, it's like a podcast relationship it's like which of us is gonna die first <laughs> that's right yeah 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 you never know it's a it's all hanging on a thread yeah um <clears throat> yeah so uh besides that for delillo i don't i don't think i've read anything else of his but uh yeah it's a. Uh, I feel like i like bomb back though yeah, let's, let's I like. To, yeah, we'll, uh, yeah, go ahead. No, he's cool. It's like I like, I like the Twee thing. I like the, I like Marriage Story and the Whale yeah. Squid or whatever. It's all fun. Francis Ha, we all know. Like, yeah, those are all good. Yeah, it's all fun. Mm. Um, what was what was it? Um, you want to talk about Timothy? Um. Yeah, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff in there. Was, uh, yeah. I've got to... Let me try to pull up my file here. Uh-huh. What uh, what have you got on it? What was it like? Uh... It's... I... Uh, Timothy always sticks out to me. Um, hmm. It's so short. It's really, like, dense, honestly. Oh, okay. You know, like, there's just, like, a lot going on. And I, I like the context... What is it like? Well, it's like, you know, um, there's this church, you know, early church days stuff was freaking crazy. Like everyone is doing whatever. And it's like Ephesus or whatever, Ephesus. Um, mm. There's this church and these guys are starting to get a little like, you know, a little, a little willy nilly with their theology. Mm. And like, the women in the community are starting to like take way too much charge and they're not doing a very good job at it. And like the men are like the older men are causing problems and supposedly it might be alcohol related, but you know, it's hard to say. Um, And Timothy, our boy is sent there to kind of get everyone in line. Right. I see. And this is Paul kind of being like, Yo, down the law for them, yeah right? like here so you're going over there to get these like freaks in line yeah um here's what's up that's interesting because you know i especially noticed that in a lot of uh the book the letter whatever uh about like the women stuff like he has a lot of uh uh you know women should adorn themselves with modesty self-control and not with braided hairstyles or gold ornaments or pearls or expensive clothes i thought about you in that with that too with your uh your thing about like wearing like you know prada shoes to to mass or something like that i was like yeah (laughs) um i definitely yeah yeah. go ahead what no i was just gonna say i definitely like 
I was thinking the same exact thing when I was reading it too. I was like, no, um, <laughs> <laughs> not yeah. my braided hairstyle. Yeah. Chloe from the church of Ephesus. You're, oh, uh... stop. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of stuff about sort of a, like women needing to, you know, submit to their husbands and stuff like that. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, it seemed a, it seemed a extreme by today's standards. Um, but with that context, it makes more sense. I didn't, uh, I didn't read into the context of Timothy. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, that's interesting. Like I think, women, like were taking control of that church there, and it was a uh, sort of becoming, yeah, like getting out of control. And like the thing is, like he's not just randomly saying oh like women need to dress modestly it's like right. um supposedly like the women in the church of Ephesus were like kind of dressing up a little too much and mm. treating church as kind of like this like place to like flex um mm. which obviously you know like don't do that you know maybe if if it's yeah. feeling like you know don't steal the spotlight at church <laughs> you know like that's the idea yeah exercise some modesty yeah um uh, and i think yeah. i think it's funny though at one point he it's talking about like widows and it's talking about yeah. there's, there's a lot about women but at one point it talks about how like young widows will start to gossip so you have to kind of keep them in <laughs> yeah the idea of paul being like women will gossip you got to keep that one down like <laughs> so funny he's to a, me to in the bible like he's an insightful man yeah some things never change literally it's like it's like women be shopping but for like two thousand years ago it's amazing yeah yeah i remember yeah he was like uh yeah saying uh the family has the you know the responsibility first and then if they have no family, then the church can step in. But uh, he's sort of like telling, uh, you know, Timothy to tell everybody that when they're widows, let their family take care of them first, and then the church yeah. after. Um, yeah. But the I gossip think, thing that yeah. is, that escaped me. But I I like that read of it. That's a, <laughs> yeah. I just think it's it's funny because it's a lot of like New Testament um, books. <laughs> Are really nice because it kind of shows the whole like nothing new under the sun situation on earth like mm. when they're gossiping they're dressing up too much men are getting drunk and like also like getting away from like proper theological teaching like <laughs> they're all just yeah. talking to hear their own voices and like mm. isn't it nice isn't it nice to know that we're not making like our own original mistakes i don't know yeah, yeah. Women were women two thousand years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some things never change. Again, there's a. I'm looking at what else I have here. Um, oh, uh, I thought of I thought of Kanye and Kyrie when uh, it has in one Timothy six rules for slaves. There's the yeah. Those who are under the yoke of slavery must regard their masters as worthy of full respect. Uh, so that the name of God in our teaching may not suffer abuse. Um, that uh, that uh, is one I think like that makes sense for people who are 
well, just all employed people, I guess. Um, mm. That, uh, um, I don't know. It's, I guess it's, I guess, like, sort of related to that call to not modesty, but, like, humility um, mm. in, like, dealing with people who are straightforwardly, like, up the chain from you or something like that. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's one of one of the less cited... I mean, I never see, like, anyone talking about, like, this verse in terms of slavery. There's a... Yeah, it's it sort of is like a counter narrative to today, but uh, it's sort of good advice also. I think like uh, the people who are interested in preserving their position. Um, yeah. Yeah. Although I guess, although I guess, sort of with uh, um, with them, it's not really like that. They're looking to like bring some chaos to things which which i like which is probably good but uh, yeah yeah were you paying attention to that at all with uh with with uh Kyrie and what was going on with that no i don't know what happened with Kyrie. what happened Um, uh so uh Kyrie irving the uh the basketball player for the uh, brooklyn nets um he uh he posted something i think on twitter that was a link to a movie that a lot of people uh, called anti-Semitic, and Ooh. yeah, yeah. And so he caught a lot of heat for that. And uh, you know, I think like the Nets and maybe the the NBA tried to get him to. Well, interestingly, they tried to get him to say, um, in their statements of of talking to him and trying to get him to like apologize, they were like we've decided to suspend Kyrie Irving because he um, refused to unequivocally say that he has no anti-Semitic beliefs. Um, and so I thought, so, that was, yeah, I thought that was kind of telling, right? So they like asked him to say he wasn't any, I mean, like, yeah, yeah they asked and he just, and he just and didn't, he, he evaded the question. Basically he, uh, I mean, in interviews about it, uh, not with the league, but with the media, um, he, you know, gave the response that he was like, how can I be anti-Semitic if I know where I come from? Um, basically alluding to the, like, a, a black Israelite thing. Of yeah, Hotel's having a moment. Yeah, yeah, big time. Yeah, I've been watching. Like, good on Hotaps. The... What's that? So good on Hotaps, good for them. Yeah, yeah. I like watching, uh, you know, like uh, videos of them, like uh, on the street, sort of like uh, antagonizing yeah. people. Um, that uh, yeah. There's well, I just really like that they're they're so um, like a uh, based in scripture, and uh, they're always like hearkening back to scripture and calling it out because they know sort of the power that comes from that, and then. You know, they'll use that to like make a point quickly and then go right back into scripture. That sort of seems like their mm-hmm. MO of, uh, you know, when they're doing their, their camps. It's a, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's just like compelling, uh, like video in general when they're uh, actually, like, doing the confrontations. The Kyrie thing gives like some context to some videos and like other stuff I've been seeing online that I just 
figured i didn't know why black israelite stuff was coming up but oh yeah this girl talking about like how like slaves came from like this very particular part of west africa and she was like we is Mm. not from israel we is not from like the aztec empire we is not from japan and i was like Mm. (laughs) they'd be (laughs) they'd be coming up with everything Mm. I um it's that sounds like a thing to me of uh you know that's the strange thing about uh like genealogy is like individuals kind of decide themselves how far to look into it and when to stop and which things to pursue further and so it's this strange kind of a you know journey that you end up going on to be like yeah. you know if you decide like okay yeah i definitely came from west africa and that's you know where i'm like staking my claim and my identity or if you're going to be like you know try to look into whether you could have come you know from israel or whatever like uh it's a yeah but it's like a it's a uniquely american situation is it which is like is it not you wouldn't think so um, I guess maybe in it like makes, it's it's white. I'd say it's it's an especially American situation I guess because of like you know immigration, yeah. um, but uh, think, yeah, you think Israelis have the same situation? Um, like, are you a German Jew or are you like a British Jew? That's a good question. That's almost like a reverse thing, right? Because it's yeah. like uh, they ended up sort of going back to where they thought they yeah. already came from. So they're like, what was your journey, yeah. hun? You know. When you, I don't, you, I don't we know. all started here, and we where else did you go after that? Yeah, I don't know much yeah. about the Israeli population, but I, I, if I'm following the Palestine narrative, I suppose everyone like immigrated there, right? Like, I don't know. Mm. If you're following the Palestine narrative, what do you mean? Well, because it's like if I'm like to assume, you know, like oh, like this is this land is Palestinian, then like, well then the Israelis, like, staking a claim to that land couldn't have possibly been there before, like, the state of Israel, right? Or whatever. Like, I don't know. In my head, I'm like, if if the problem was that, um, because, I mean, Israel's only, like, 80 years old, right? Right, like, yeah. Like, officially, post-World War II, yeah. And before that, like, hypothetically, like, it was, like, Palestinian land or whatever. Hmm. Right, or I guess it was Ottoman. I don't know anything about Israel. I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. This is a <laughs> we're getting into some murky waters here. We're well. getting into murky and murky. <laughs> we're getting into misinformation territory. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, maybe we should. Maybe uh, yeah. maybe we'll get uh... Timothy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, Timothy says, uh, "Stop drinking only water, but have a little wine for the sake of your yeah. stomach and your frequent illnesses." Pretty awesome. And, uh, I'm a. I take his advice uh, very often. Yeah, and I'm glad for. Or while well, I'm taking Paul's advice, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I have so many stomach aches. <laughs> yeah, I ate a bunch of like jalapeno chips yesterday, and I now my like stomach is like it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> I've like had a stomach ache all day. I just I love the inclusion of just like. 
You're allowed to drink, bro. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe that's uh, maybe that was Paul's way of being like, I know I'm saying a lot of like extreme stuff here, but like still just drink your wine and uh yeah. everything's gonna be okay. I know I'm kind of cracking the whip here on the church of Ephesus, but you can drink wine too. Have fun. Follow what I'm saying, but have fun too. Yeah. Um what what else is there in here? It's like don't speak harsh. I really like the part where he says like treat older men as a father, treat younger men as brothers, yeah. treat older women as mothers and younger women as sisters with absolute purity. I always thought that was really sweet. Yeah, same here. That's like a um Yeah, that was that was humbling for me. Sometimes <laughs> I have like a just like harsh words for people and they stay with me and I like have, I tell myself like, you know, I give myself justifications for it. Mm-hmm. But then like when I come across something like that, I'm like, yeah, of course that's true. Like, you know, yeah. treat everyone like your brother or sister and yeah. Yeah. And I, I think like crucially with all kinds of like, you know, love thy neighbor stuff in the Bible, like uh, also, you know, tough love is like familial love. Like, Loving mm-hmm. someone as a brother or a sister or a mother or father also includes telling them when they're wrong. Like that's true. Uh, uh, better, better is an open rebuke than a love that remains hidden. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a uh, yeah, yeah. I think uh, you know, my harsh words usually aren't from that kind of place. I feel, and so when mm-hmm. I when I came back across that, you know. Uh, treat everyone as brother, sister, father, mother. I was uh, it was humbling for that reason. It was like a reminder to uh, yeah, yeah. Like uh, you can't just always kind of say whatever you want, even if like you know it's uh, you know, yeah. telling the truth. You can do it nicely too, especially to people you're not like really close to. I don't know. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, relatedly, he also says, uh, so in order, basically in order to have a good reputation among outsiders, uh, so he needs to do X, Y, Z so that he may not fall into disgrace, which is the devil's trap. And that is a really true thing to me. Once you, once you do something like to become disgraced or like a lowered in other people's eyes, then it has a way of like uh, accelerating or it has a way of uh, you know you give yourself into you like an abandon if you if you own that sort of a disgrace you know that's a disgrace being the devil's trap that makes a lot of sense to me Mm -hmm. hmm yeah um mm, false asceticism too i have that in there it's interesting how how timothy is like it really is like all over the place it has like a lot of different uh sort of like specific specific things there's no there's no narrative and it has just all of these uh yeah sort of a seemingly like unrelated uh i don't know pieces of advice for people and uh, yeah 
yeah, these are like all sort of different things. So I feel like we're hopping, we're hopping around like uh, because of that. Well, I think um, it's mostly um, attempting to relate to like what's wrong in Ephesus. Eph- Ephesus. Yeah, I don't. I like, say Ephesus. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> whatever. Um, um, it's the Mediterranean. I don't know anything about that. Um, like, mm-hmm. um, like a lot of things about like older people causing problems and widows and like just. What's- What's that thing? What's what's the older people causing problems? I think I think the situation well because it's like he talks about like don't rebuke older people, but you know, kind of try to give them lessons more like a father. You know, like don't rebuke them, but kind of like keep them in check. Like we love them, Um, and then later, it, it it's I think I've heard people say it might be like alcohol problems in the community mm. but like you never know um yeah, yeah i know a big, a big thing in ephesus ephesus was um <laughs> i'm sorry was um they were like really really pouring over like the um old testament like genealogy mm. stuff mm-hmm. and he actually mentions that in one timothy one where he says um not to occupy themselves with myths and endless genealogies that promote speculation rather than divine teaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I uh, that that speaks to me too because of uh, the sort of mm, yeah when people get too wrapped up in well, let's let's not say conspiracies, but uh, when they get too uh invested in worldly things sort of and they start to uh like that becomes like i don't know the drama of their own like personal like morality and like uh, that is like an instance of that thing playing out uh when uh yeah that's that's giving themselves into you know those myths that like uh, that seems to be what he's talking about to me yeah um in one Timothy one, I also I find Timothy like First Timothy very interesting because it's um one of those places in the New Testament where they mentioned sodomites, and that always sticks out to me. Mm. Like yeah, there was a yeah, there's there's some stuff like against uh, yeah yeah that kind of a behavior in there. I yeah. didn't like it, but I remember that the the sodomites thought they got off scot free because Jesus didn't really say anything, but you know Paul had swooped in mm. they kept them in chat. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Paul Paul was a Paul was very well steeped in the Old Testament, and so he knew all about what uh, what the prophets told about that. And, yeah, uh, <laughs> it did not escape Paul. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he was like you. You forgot about Sodom and Gomorrah. Don't, uh, uh-huh. I'm here to remind you. <laughs> um, yeah, that was good. This is good. Uh, so, there's a lot in there. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, those are all of the, yeah, that's everything that I had marked for Timothy. That was yeah. good though. We should, we should maybe stay with Paul's letters because there was like, we both had a lot on that. And it's like fun. I, I find it. It doesn't always need to be narrative, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Do Leviticus next. <laughs> What'd you say? 
and do Leviticus next. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll jump back and forth between Paul's letters and the the Pentateuch. <laughs> um. Okay, so I also have uh, the uh, you wanted to talk about uh, people getting crushed to death in Korea. Oh, I don't know anything. <laughs> It sounds like they saw. It sounds like they saw a celebrity and like thousands of people. They like yeah. They like it was like the Hodge crash or whatever. That's like the only point of reference I have for these kinds of things. I don't know what that is. I was like I, I, I only remember the Hodge crash really well because the first time I was ever in a mosh pit. It was like a death grip show when I was like 17 mm-hmm. and my friends like turned to me and there had just recently been like a massive stampede that killed like a hundred something people. And he was like, he turned to me and he was like, as soon as the show starts, it's going to be like the Hodge crush in here. <laughs> and you're like, no, <laughs> this is the end so of my scared. life. And I stayed in the pit though, because I was so mm-hmm. naive. It's like the worst thing I'd ever experienced in my life. Oh gosh. Yeah, but yeah, like, so, yeah. That always makes me think about like if I was in like a crush situation like that, I feel like my worst impulses would come out and I would just be like I would be trying to get on top of people and like just like push people <laughs> out of the way and save Isn't my Isn't that own exactly life. what you're not supposed to do? Um yeah. <laughs> like, Maybe that's whenever... why they all died because of my <laughs> <laughs> what I imagine even outside of the crush is like my impulse that like I would just be trying to like push people away and get on top of people and I'm instead just so of, stupid. Yeah. If I, everyone could I, just I, call for yeah. Her, yeah. I'm like if everyone just stood still, like <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's always like there's like one percent of people like calling out for reason being like we're in a crowd crush situation and everyone else is like shut the fuck up get out of my yeah. way i'm gonna save myself i'm like and i'm like thinking about like oh god never mind i'm not gonna say that <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, but anyway okay all right no um, the station, the station. Whenever you see videos like the station nightclub fire video, where it's like everyone gets piled up in the doorway, I'm like, I would simply mm. just crawl over them. Like, yeah, it's so yeah. easy. If you can like, get on top of the, yeah, on I would top obviously over the just crawl over them, get out. Duh. I don't know that one. Station nightclub. Was that something? No, it's, that, yeah. it's like, yeah, it's like a really messed up old like. It's like if you were on the internet too much, you saw a lot of effed up videos, and that's like one of them. It's just like mm. um, there was this like band playing at this nightclub, and they had really like, really I don't retarded pyrotechnics, and like mm. it lit the building on fire. And a guy was like yeah. filming the concert like on his like camcorder. It's like nineteen ninety something, I think. Mm-hmm. And so he catches the entire like fire on video and it's a pretty insane fire like it's not like a a little one like a ton of people die and it's i mean it's like if someone just filmed like all of 9-11 like first plane hitting the tower like it's just crazy footage and um Mm -hmm. it's really harrowing and but basically there was like a part where like you know in situations where everyone tries to get out of one doorway they kind of pile up 
And that's yeah. like what I was referring to. Yeah, that's a. Yeah. Uh, that's a. I hate. <laughs> I hate that. I hate even the thought of getting like you know that sort of like suffocation and like a. No, it's horrible. Uh, terrible way to die. I always that video is like I always stand near the door or like towards the back of concerts. It's just like <laughs> it's like yeah. in my brain now. It's like yeah. Mm. Um, what were we, what were we on about? Oh yeah, the um, Korean crush. Oh yeah, 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 that was a, um. So yeah, they were like in an alleyway. An alleyway? It was like an alley, well it's like a very thin road on an incline with like very hard walls on both sides. It's like where um, it happened. Like brick walls. Whoa. Um, and that's where, like, the real stress points were, like, people getting crushed up against the brick walls, which is so crazy. Like, I can't even... Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, dying from that force of, like... Yeah. <laughs> it's such a lame way to go out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Like, every kid whose tombstone says, like, died because he ate a peanut. Like, just <laughs> horrible stuff, man. I heard my favorite K-pop star was uh, downtown, and so I went down, but then I got crushed to death in an alley against a brick wall. Against a brick wall, yeah. <laughs> Great stuff. 17 years old. Rest in peace. Oh, God. I, I mean, like, 100 people or something died. That's, like, insane to me. That's a lot for that kind of a thing. Like, does South Korea have a big population? Like, I don't know. I feel like people, those, they could have, those like, societies are, like... Yeah, I feel like those societies are uh, more um, used to being in, you know, uh, closed quarter situations. Like, I'm thinking of, like, Korean and Japanese, like, transportation. Like, they, like, they really, like, pack themselves in, like, sardines, like, on public transit and stuff like that. And, like, their cities are even more condensed than most other places, other big cities. And so I wonder if that, like, like, lends to it. That's crazy to me. Like, I've seen the videos. They like jam those people in with giant like like batons. Basically, it's crazy. Mm. The trains. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking you about. Think, yeah. You like, think they like uh, genetically become resilient to it? Yeah, that's. I feel like that is definitely something that could not happen here. Like having people like push you onto trains like that and like uh, packing no. them. That's a. Uh, no, like wouldn't stand for that. Are you kidding? I feel like you'd get like <laughs> attacked, like either verbally yeah. or physically. <laughs> I feel like it's actually the opposite to... here. Like in in yeah. New York, like uh, people will, you know, be running for the doors, and like even like on a packed train, like somebody will like put their bag out and stop the doors and like force themselves in, and then once they're inside, like their backpack is like stopping the doors like every time and like a, <laughs> it's like one person's fault that a train like gets held up for like three minutes that's so funny yeah. you see my my extent of ex- like my experience with public transportation in florida is like disney buses <laughs> mm. like disney shuttles and universal shuttles where they're just like so brutal like how so they just won't let you on if there's it's just like it won't even be completely full really and they'll just be like no you gotta wait 20 minutes for the next bus 
that's so strange disney is like such its own like land it's like a whole another like it's, place it's massive i mean i think i think like walt disney world is like bigger than manhattan like wow like not the <laughs> like magic kingdom but like the whole area i think i yeah. saw something where it's like the size of the island of manhattan wow i didn't i didn't realize that that's uh yeah it's it's really really big yeah it's crazy it's got its own like road system and everything and it, it's got its own fire department and like what the station. yeah what did, what did you do at disney while you were there this most recent time i went what, to the what were the highlights i went i went on like every okay so i went to like their halloween event uh which i'm not gonna dignify okay i guess i it's called Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party, <laughs> which feels really, it feels awesome to say as an adult. Um, <laughs> you went to Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. Uh, it, what was that um, like? <laughs> and the draw is, of course, its its main sort of opponent is um, the Universal thing, where it's like Halloween Horror Nights. Where they have, like, I don't know if you're aware, they have, like, haunted houses that are, like, really insane. And, like, they have people that are just out in the street who, like, are dressed up like demons and chase you around. Mm, and they're allowed Universal. to come, like, yeah. Like, yeah. And, uh, and oh, Mickey's Disney. is sort of the opposite of that, huh? Disney's is not so scary. So instead of haunted houses, they have trick-or-treat stations. And you get M&M-sponsored candy packages and they they like go crazy they give you like two handfuls of candy um i don't really eat candy but i i I got i went trick-or-treating there regardless (laughs) just for the act of it um yeah and then i got to go on like every ride because like it's a special ticketed event so like they don't just let any like corn fed like middle american with a pass in um <laughs> did you dress up also do you have a costume i wore a happy halloween 2022 mickey mouse t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> okay very much just, uh, yeah I'm, I'm so embarrassed i'm like blood red um <laughs> i'm not a well, disney person i just it was with my. It was with my family. I like you totally are actually. It's like your family <laughs> loves Disney. <laughs> I live. I live. You, said, you said like two months ago, like you announced, like you're like, Dad got tickets to Disney. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's like your okay. place. You love it. I I live twenty minutes down from like one of four things to do in Orlando. Of course, because, I go there. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's like. It's like people in New York, you can't just call them all like Dime Square influencers because they go there every mm. once in a while and maybe maybe they really like the breakfast burrito and like a Clando martini or whatever. It doesn't <laughs> make them a Dime Square influencer. That's true. Yeah. It's a so I guess uh, Disneyland is like the, the uh, Dime Square of uh, Orlando is what you're saying. <laughs> that's that's yeah, actually. <laughs> that's the that's the spot, yeah. <laughs> Main Street USA is the Dime Square of Orlando. <laughs> <coughs> oh, that's good. I I don't know. I um I found out oh. I'm banned for I'm banned for life from Clan. Shut 
Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know what happened. I think it was a combination of things. I, but, uh, I mean, I know what happened. You do? Isn't it? Isn't it? The evangelizing wasn't that. That was. I think that was definitely part of it. Um, I'm sorry. You're banned for life from Clando. Yeah. Like, are you serious? <laughs> I'm That's... serious. Yeah. Yeah. I like. I thought it would like blow over, and then I went there. And I had like a really humiliating like confrontation at the door. Oh. Just like I was kind of like casually walking in there back home, and uh, yeah, like uh, the like head bartender like you know met me at the door and like yeah, we just had like really weird back and forth. Uh, yeah. What if we like Honestly, put you in a maybe. hat? What if we like dressed you like <sighs> it like put you in yeah. a tux? In a hat, like a baseball cap, and like shaved your face or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's not a bad idea. Um, yeah, I've, uh, yeah. I could say you're with I, me. You're from like Idaho. Right. Yeah. No, uh, I'm, I'm spreading out and finding new places around here now. That's got so this. sad. Yeah, it's like a, yeah, it's so close to me. It's like one of my local bars. So it's like, well, yeah. A, I'm like finding other places now. So I don't know. <laughs> Place place. To wander around to. That's the second place I ever saw you, and I'm never gonna get to see you there again. Ah, that's right. Maybe I'm not. so heartbroken. <laughs> you never, you never know. Sometimes there's a bartender turnover. Sometimes that happens, and uh, yeah. yeah. Mm. Luckily, there's uh, <clears throat> plenty of places in New York. Um, yeah, there's plenty of bars in Manhattan. I think you're gonna be fine. That's right. You're gonna have to go to like a rockabilly bar now. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, that sounds kind of fun. <laughs> Rockabilly. Um, I've a uh, okay. So the other, the like other last thing I have on here is uh the Nicholas Cruz trial in the oh, videos. Oh god, yeah. Yeah, that was a. It didn't occur to me. I was like, I was into that while like the last stuff was happening with it, and I forgot that like you're in Florida. I don't know how close like Parkland is, like all that, but. Uh, it was a, uh, yeah, some of those, like, you know, a victim family testimony were, uh, are like really strange to watch. They're, they're all very different. And, uh, some of them are like freakish. Some of them are like super like moving and harrowing. And it's like, everyone is like so different. It makes you like a, I don't know. What did you think? Like, yeah, like I sent you some, like, uh, some of the ones I was interested in, some of the videos of testimony. Yeah, it was just like weird vibes all around. Like the one with the yeah. girl. Like, yeah, yeah. It was so weird. Like, a, it was like a victim's sister, and I don't know how to say it besides like the whole glasses, like tank top. I think she was wearing yes. like. Yeah, like, she was wearing like a like a like a you know a uh, a top the color of her skin. Yeah, and, so like, some like some like thick not. glasses, and she was very like. Uh, the way she was playing it up was like I don't know how to say this besides like bad, and I don't. I'm not. It felt yeah, it felt like performative or something. Or it, it was like I'm a, not. Yeah, I'm not trying to like sandy hook it or anything but she was giving <laughs> bad acting performance like she was giving like porn actress like 
Whoa. <laughs> she's giving or not porn. How should I say it? Sorry. I know, I know what adult, you mean by that. She's giving yeah. adult film. I think it's the Mia Khalifa classes that was like <laughs> Whoa, whoa. Oh gosh. I hadn't seen it like that before, but that's totally true. Yeah. I, so- I'm like I don't listen. The only reason I even know who that is is the TikTok song. It wasn't anything else. Like <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't condone those activities. It was just uh, I think I think it's really yeah. sad that me and Khalifa like never made more than like that's you know, so a couple bad. like twenty thousand dollars or something. She like so she said like, how much she made than... and she was like <laughs> like everyone knows her name and like knows like she's a porn star and she only made like, like that much money. Like that's crazy. If that's how sad. the best if that's how the biggest name I can think of. Like I don't know that's literally the only like adult film actress's name I know, besides like what, Chloe Terry. Mm. Um, that's, that's like just like yeah, more evidence for something demonic going on inside right? like, like, the world of pornography and what that generally like is. I feel like it was comedically low. Like I feel like it was lower than twenty k. It may have been, yeah. Whatever it was, it was like, yeah, did not make sense for the level of like, say, notoriety that she has and still has. Yeah. Yeah, really sad stuff. Because it's like, yeah, she only made twelve thousand. Twelve thousand. That's that's in that's like that doesn't make sense. That's crazy. I just will have worked at McDonald's for that much. Like that's crazy. Like yeah, I mean, who is like shoveling in all the cash there? Those websites or like I don't know. You know? I mean, because that's like that stuff makes like a lot of money no like am i crazy like uh, i think it has to yeah it must like stuff really sick stuff i can't even yeah um but yeah she was giving she was giving weird actress like b-movie adult film i don't know she was giving something yeah the skin tone top and then also just like the exaggerated like everything yeah, it was like a performance that she was putting on. And it, uh, I mean, there's something really human in that too. In that, like, you, I don't know, I can imagine how once you get enough distance from the actual event of like losing your sister, losing a loved one, that, you know, that the trial becomes the event of your life instead. And so all of your, even yeah. your bad qualities get projected onto that, you know, it's a, uh, and so, yeah, it's like, it's really sad in that way because, you know, she obviously is like a true victim. And so she, you know, has to endure people seeing her in that way when she never would have, if, you know, this wouldn't have happened. You know, she still has something to say to him, but she has to, you know, deal with, like, people like us, like, our, like, weird criticism of her, who's actually, yeah. like, you know, a true victim of, like, this heinous violence. Yeah, I guess I should say, like, what I'm saying isn't coming from a place of hate or doubt or anything, like, mm. obviously, like, it's just, it's very strange seeing... yeah like these videos and like you want to imagine that they'd be up there like crying and talking about how much they miss their sibling or their child. Yeah. And some of them are like, actually, you know, like those are the most moving ones to me. 
I don't know if I said this to you, but like a lot of the, I mean, there's so much, uh, victim testimony from the Parkland trial and most of them are not like that. Like the, yeah. you know, the one we're talking about and the sex pistols t-shirt guy, those, stand yeah, out. <laughs> yeah, those two stand out in terms of like something, there's something different about those two, but most of the testimony and the ones that are the most like moving to me are the ones that like sort of like shy people get up on the stand and like they're nervous to even be there but you know commonly they'll say something like i really didn't want to do this i didn't want to like come to court today and like share like how i feel because i don't like you know being in the spotlight but you know then they share like this and this and this and it sounds like it sounds like you know a like a high school essay on something that was like uh, i don't know how to say this exactly but it's so like bare and honest this is like a common thing to like these like victim testimonies like they just share these really i mean uh i guess just like basic things about like their memories of their like lost family member and they deliver it in a straightforward and like uh like they're they've distanced themselves from the situation because they don't even want to be on stand and those are always yeah. the most like impactful uh testimonies um it's kind of like the opposite of you know the girl we're talking about um yeah yeah i mean the thing is like in in the modern age or whatever like mm. you know social media or whatever i don't know using all these words sucks but like social media is really like effed up i think our ability to like confront very real things especially like mm. very traumatic experiences that you kind of have time to plan for mm. um obviously there's like the warhol quote or whatever where he's like you know um what is it something about movies like uh, excuse me, but he's it's just something about like movies being real minutes like, of anything or no, like movies, yeah. movies feeling like realer than real life does um oh, yeah, and it's because like you know in movies, like when someone gets hit by a car, they get hit by the car perfectly and they perfectly fall, and you get to perfectly cry and they die just the right way but in real life everything's kind of weird and messy um mm. the reality is like watching someone get like hit by a car or like getting caught in a school shooting is kind of awkward <laughs> it's kind of awkward to go through traumatic things and it's like awkward to get on to like a stage in front of a podium and talk about like your dead mm. sister like that's it's it's not it's awkward it's weird and there's no right way to like do it there wasn't 50 years ago because yeah. movies had up everyone's brains and especially now like they're thinking of like the reddit ability of it like 
which mm. I think is what really influenced the two stranger ones we were talking about is like, yeah. yeah. When you have time to plan for trauma in the age of like social media and like knowing that you're going to be trending on Twitter to some degree, like yeah. it, it creates these weird, like sort of ways of dealing with these traumas, I think in people. Where, um, like, it's, I don't think it's necessarily a wrong way, but, like, it makes these, like, awkward moments where, like, you realize how, like, kind of juvenile or maybe, like, simplistic, like, these speeches are, or, like, how kind of staged they feel, you know? It's, like... Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, knowing, uh, knowing that you're on camera is uh, going to make you potentially act differently and speak differently yeah and that uh there's maybe some influence there i think you know that like changes from state to state too like a, I i would have really liked to see like a, how the dylan roof trial uh pl- like panned out but they you know there was like a in that state it was like cameras barred from the courtroom and uh i don't know it changes like a I don't know. That makes me kind of wonder, like, which it should be, like, which is more proper. It seems like maybe cameras shouldn't be allowed in courtrooms, or like, I mean, I don't know. That's hard. I think, I mean, personally, I feel like it'd probably be for the better if we kind of like, I don't know. I guess it's hard to say, really. Yeah. Like, reflexively, I want to say it would be better to kind of have it away from cameras, but I don't really know if that's true. Yeah, it, uh, I think it, uh, you know, it encourages, um, some of the impulses in people like, uh, you know, our glasses and, uh, skin tone top friend, but, yeah. then, but then it also, it also makes the testimony of the people who don't want to be on camera and don't want anyone to look at them like more powerful also somehow. So it's a, I don't know. That's only from like a specific perspective though. I guess like the Rittenhouse trial was uh, all televised also. And that was, uh, that made for some like sort of interesting, like cinema, (laughs) let's say. Did did you ever see any of that? Like how that I basically everything I saw, like all I could focus on was like written houses, like completely constipated expression. <laughs> constipated he, expression. He always looked like he was really like dealing with one. Yeah. That's uh mm, I didn't <laughs> like I didn't like how they you know, a lot of the media came after him for like breaking down on the stand when he was trying to recount like the moment that he killed someone. I yeah. thought that was like terrible of them. Like that's that was a that was a very real thing to me. And I like there was no like the way that the media like I mean like big like media outlets like places like ABC like put out you know, like stories about it saying like, Oh, Kyle Rittenhouse like blubbers on stand. Like he's acting like they're trying to say like, he's put 
putting on a show for the court or something like that. I thought that was just like ridiculous and terrible that they did that to him. Yeah, and I think I think like with Rittenhouse in particular, like he was so young and I know that's not like I just I can already like imagine how people would like respond to someone saying that, but like he was so young it it had to like screw with him a bit. Like I think truly he felt he was in a position where he thought he had to do something. Like um I know how that felt when yeah. I was a teenager and just like having kind of like the adrenaline go away and like having those memories, I don't know, that would that'd be really hard on anyone that age. Like Um yeah, I don't know. I think I think the uh the bottom line for me is like when when you when you take life, no matter what the circumstances, you're going to be reflecting on it all the time. And I mean, yeah. It's uh you know, even if you know, it seems like, you know in any case, even if you're like completely justified and you believe that that still doesn't completely like exonerate you in your own conscience. You have to keep like reliving that. And that is something that like is to some extent, like going to haunt you and knowing that and seeing him have to like testify sort of toward that end about like the actual incident and relive all of like the stuff that he has to relive all the time, like made me understand that he lives with that all the time. And that, you know, he made that his life as a very young man. And, uh, that's, that's a very difficult thing to deal with. Yeah. And so that like, I don't like to see like, you know, media outlets running stories being like, Oh, faker. Like this, <laughs> That's so just like craven and like the way the media works is such a like exposure of the way you run with like a small thoughtless idea about something and like the way that uh yeah that's just uh I didn't like seeing that yeah I think I think we'd all be better served not to call anyone crying about something in a court of law faker at this point it's like a yeah. billion dollar <laughs> like yeah, yeah. Billion dollar mistake now mm. yeah i don't know crazy stuff going on in america true we got midterm elections tomorrow we're here on a uh, monday november 7th and uh tomorrow yeah the big elections what do you uh are there is there big stuff happening in Florida? I don't really know what the Florida races are. Uh Ron DeSantis. DeSantis is up? Yeah, he's governor. Oh, I feel like he's yeah. probably gonna win, right? He's, no, he's absolutely gonna win. Yeah. That's uh there's no way he's not gonna win. And if he doesn't win, that'd be crazy. But it's it's him against Chris. Mm. Uh do you know who Charlie Christ is? No. Yeah, that tells you do or you don't? No, I don't. Yeah, that tells you what you need to know. So, yeah. like, <laughs> he was governor before, but he's just like a establishment 
Democrat guy. Like, I'm interested in uh, the uh, the Arizona races. No. Uh, yeah, there's like a Carrie Lake is uh, running for governor there, and uh, Blake Masters for Senate, and uh, oh. those races have okay. been like particularly uh, prominent, like nationally, I guess, and just because of. Well, they follow sort of the model of a, you know, non-politician people, you know, going into politics. Like, Carrie Lake was an anchor on, you know, one of the news uh, shows on, you know, in Arizona for many years. Like a local news show. Yeah, yeah. She was like a local (laughs) news anchor for years. And then she transitioned into politics. Um, And so... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's her thing. And then Blake Masters is like uh somebody that worked for Peter Thiel for many years. And so they're sort of like on a team trying to uh you know flip mm-hmm. Arizona, like make Arizona red. Wow. Mm. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ron Ron DeSantis obviously is gonna like aim for president. And twenty four is like yeah, that'll be interesting to see. I like it. I saw I, Trump like taking shots at him. Yeah, good. I don't. I'm not a fan of. I mean, I'm not a fan of DeSantis. I don't know. He's weird. He's just like a weird guy. Not yeah. charming. I, I um yeah. I don't know. I don't. Know. I've never really seen him speak, so I'm not sure. Like, I don't have much of a read on him but uh. he's just i've heard a lot of weird stories about him too like Hmm. um and not just like bs just like stuff about him when he was like a school teacher and just like if you see him on camera he's just not very charismatic he's kind of i don't think he's gonna hold up well to like the public lens in a general election like hmm I don't know. He's a weird guy. Like all these, everyone in politics is weird. But you know what I mean. I feel like the GOP, like a uh, run up to the presidential election, could be strange. I'm so excited. And on who like decides to try to challenge Trump, I actually really like Romney. I like Mitt Romney. I hope it's <laughs> yeah. He's, he's the Mormon one, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I like him a lot. I hope it's like. Ends up being like Trump, Romney, and DeSantis going after it. That would be so awesome. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm really excited for those debates. It'd be a lot of fun. 